Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's get this party started. Day 79 of the program, rolling through week 11, personalizing the food plan, which is not just doing whatever you want. It's you being extra in tune with what your body needs. When you're hungry, if you need to eat, could eat, should eat, um, you've learned a lot over the last three months and you know what your body needs in order to get and keep that scale moving. And what I mean by that is not you figuring out what you need to do because you're still following all the structure of the food plan, following the guidelines, going high protein breakfast, you know, in the morning, um, making sure that you're checking in at every single meal and snack time, still asking those four questions, still maximizing your efforts. What I mean is maybe stress is what you've come to learn that you need to pay particular attention to. Maybe you have realized that moving your body not only helps with stress, but also helps to get and keep that scale moving because it gives you more energy and you find that you're naturally just more active throughout the day. Um, maybe it's, you know, drinking that certain amount of water and you notice that when you're not drinking your water, that really slows down the scale. Like everyone's a little different in terms of, you know, giving their body what it needs. So it not only no longer feels the need to store fat, but it can help support the body in releasing that fat. So it's just the small little things that you are doing that can add up to make a big difference. Uh, when it comes to putting your meals together, you're still making sure you're having all those same components your protein, your vegetables, your leafy greens, your healthy fats. Lunchtime is still the place where you want to add in those heavier carbs. You still don't want to eat after dinner or late into the evening, try to eat as early as possible. So essentially with the tweak this week, nothing changes except that you no longer have to force yourself to eat those token amounts if you're not hungry. So this really helps you to pick up on the fact that your body's needs change every day. Maybe you're having a day or a week that you're extra stressed, you know, you're craving salty foods, bump up that omega-3 or add in, you know, add in a little extra good fat in there to kind of feed into that. Um, it's about, you know, one day you might be so hungry and you need all of your meals and snacks and the next day you're not hungry at all in which there's no benefit in forcing your body to eat when it doesn't need to eat. It's about even more getting in tune with when to eat, what to eat, and how much to eat. Today in the group, we have a great post. Uh, load up those questions. So I'm going to get right to them. A great post on maximizing um, your personalized plan. So this is where we start to talk about how long certain foods take to break down in your system. And this is this post is not meant to stress you out, but just to give you a sense you know, fruit, for example, takes a half hour to break down. Nuts and seeds take about 90 minutes, two hours. So when you're saying to yourself, when it comes to snack time, I just need a quick snack. What does that mean? Um, does it mean convenient? Like I need something I can just grab and you know, go with, or does it mean like you need quick energy? You need something, you feel your energy levels draining and you need a, you need to pick me up. Maybe you're going on about four hours since you've eaten and you need something quick. So quick would be fruit, right? Fruits uh, breaks down about 20 minutes to a half hour before it kind of, you know, helps to replenish your glycogen stores. Whereas protein and fat in the nuts and seeds is great because it gives you more sustaining energy. So it feeds into those satiety hormones and actually makes you feel more satisfied longer but they take longer to break down so this is where you know I'm going I need a quick snack um you know I, I feel my energy levels draining I might want to get some fruit into me because it's been about four hours since I ate I need a quick snack uh, something easy to grab because I'm going into a meeting and I know I'm not going to eat again for another four hours that's maybe where you you'd want to have those nuts and seeds I'm just talking about you know how if you go out on a Friday night and you're going out for a night on the town you might want to go for some fish or seafood which can break down 
down in 40 minutes and give you the energy that you need as opposed to steak that can hang around for like five plus hours. So that's a little heavier. Your body's working harder to process and digest that. Maybe you want to go dancing all night. Do you know what I mean? So just, just to give you a little insight into, you know, the food choices that you're making and, and how they break down into energy and how long that takes. Not meant to stress you out or complicate things. No one has to be eating a meal and worrying about what order they eat their food in. Like that is just fucking craziness. Um, you know, your body knows what works best for it. So if you just find that you're instinctually making the choices um, that feel good to you, you're making choices that are good for you. So a lot of times, you know, just ask yourself, like for example, when it's snack time, I do this all the time. You know, I open my fridge and, and what do I feel like? Do I feel like fruit? Do I feel like vegetables? Do I feel like protein? Do I want an egg? Do I want some cheese? Do I want some, do you know what I mean? Like ask yourself, do I want some yogurt with some fruit in it? Yeah, I want some yogurt with some fruit in it. And so that you'll become a lot quicker when you open that fridge and you rhyme off these things of, of really realizing what's most appealing to you. And a lot of times people are afraid to trust their bodies because you think that you're going to open that fridge and you're going to be like, hey body, what's the most appealing to me? And you're your body's going to be like chocolate and chips and that leftover pizza. No, it's not. It's not going to do that. <laughs> your, your body's not interested in those foods because those foods never made you feel good. They'll never make you feel good. And your body's not actually interested in those at all. Um, so it's about getting out of your head and into your belly and in tune with your body's needs. So that's what that post is all about. If you have access to the Facebook support group, um, make sure you check that out. It's also in the book and it's also in the app as well. I think it's pretty cool. Um, we also talk about tips for digestion in there. You know, the state of which you are eating your food is important. You want to eat your food, you know, as more often than not in a nice relaxed state and manner. And that will also just help you with being in tune uh, to those portion sizes as well. You know, um, proper posture, you know, those kinds of things can make a difference at this point because at the end of the day, you're doing so much. You've been juggling so many balls to be proactive with this process. We don't want to be piling on more. <laughs> For those of you who are looking to level up a little bit, uh, be sure to check that out. Uh, I'm excited. Tomorrow, Dr. Rice, uh, Dr. Sean Rice is joining us uh, tomorrow. He is a world-renowned plastic surgeon. We're so lucky to have him. He's just also an all-around great guy. I love our conversations. We're going to talk about liposuction. Yeah, we are. We're going to talk about um, skin surgeries. We're going to talk about crepey skin. Skin. We're going to talk about gels. We're going to talk about anything and everything. We're going to talk about lasering and melting and sculpting and um, also just simple natural things that you can do to help with your skin. I know some of you are worried about that. Time time really is what you need when it comes to your skin after weight loss. It's pretty amazing uh, when you give your body time to regenerate around your new frame how much of a difference that can make. But we're going to break it down. We're going to have very real conversations uh, with Dr. Rice tomorrow. So that's going to be during the morning live. Hopefully you can join us live. And then if not, um, you can rewatch the segment in the guides or download and listen as a podcast. Let's get into those questions today. All right. Good morning. Last part of the program is flying by. I know. it. Go the last four weeks, like the first four weeks of the program, everyone's super jazzed or excited. And then we get into the middle four weeks and everyone's just like, ah, it's taking forever. And you're working through the field that messy middle but then the last four weeks would I tell you just keep showing up showing up showing up your mind will be blown at the end of this program if you stick around and you're here at the end you're gonna be like wow I fucking did that I'm amazing Two, holy crap it's amazing how you know your the little you know blips on the scale add up to make a big difference you're gonna be like I wow I feel amazing um, I can't believe I did that and then you're also gonna be like well, that, that went by so fast <laughs> at the end of the program um and it can seem like it's taking forever when you're in the middle of it but the last few weeks definitely fly by hi dave okay here's one for you okay i'm excited non-scale victory number nine from cuba is one i'll share imagine having to tie down your rash guard because it always slips up over your belly and then finally not having to do it because it no longer happens I love this. But then learning while jumping into a huge wave that you still need to do it because it now serves the purpose of keeping your board shorts on. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the entire beach got to look at my new ass. Well, as they should. Be proud of that new ass of yours. I love this. You know, we haven't heard a lot of, um, we, 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 we always hear people drop and losing their pants, people's pants falling off them at this point. This definitely is a new one. I have to admit, 
board shorts. I love hearing this too. I'm heading to Mexico in the next couple of weeks uh, for my wedding. I love that the sun is starting to shine. The warm weather is here. Um, this is a whole vibe. I love that. May all of our pants fall down so everyone can see our new asses. <laughs> I'm going to put that in the app as a choice, but like, I'm going to add that to the non-scale victories. <laughs> you making notes, Tony? <laughs> good morning. Hi, Karen. So excited. Also, Dave, thanks for making me laugh. I love that. Um, good morning. So excited. Traveling for the first time in five years. This is what I'm talking about to Spain to visit my dad. Yes. Um, I love this so much. Um, you know, t Tony and I love to travel and and uh, I feel like I've been stuck in my basement for so long, as much as we've been blessed to get out and travel. Now we seem to be out and about. I said to Tony, I can't say that anymore. seems like we're always going out. I love when people are, are getting out and traveling. I think it's just so fun and so exciting. I like, I'm the kind of person I love seeing other people's like vacation photos. I love to see when people are away. Um, it's a whole vibe. Um, and the last thing we want anyone doing is stressing while they're away on vacation. We, um, we've had so many conversations with people. Um, in fact, one of our way in conversations, uh, we talked to one of our members who's constantly traveling. Um, I think 42 out of 91 days when she was doing the program, she was traveling. Uh, she's been in maintenance for a while now, constantly traveling. We've talked to so many people, and this is one of the things that really kind of wowed by once they hit maintenance, is that they are going away and traveling, and sure, when they come back, their weight is up a little bit, but then it drops right back down. They implement back on track for a few days, weight drops right back down, you know? So um, this is one of my, this is, this is one of the things that I love for people when they go away. And then, you know, they do indulge or have a great time. They come back, their weight is up. Then they come back and they're just like, oh my goodness, yes, my weight was up, but it's already on the way back down. I'm feeling better already. Um, again, that's just kind of like, and it's, I, I love that because there's so much trust involved with, you know, working through that belief that you're never going to be able to lose the weight. And then once you do, the belief switches to, I'm never going to be able to sustain the weight because, you know, let's face it, a lot of us spend a lot of time trying to lose weight, losing and gaining and losing and gaining and losing and gaining back. So even though you've done it a different way, even though you've put this much time into it, even though, you know, you strengthen that mind-body connection, you know that how you lost your weight is going to make a difference, that belief system is really Really deep right so going away and or whether it's indulging on a weekend and having your weight up and see it comes right back down or going away for a week and seeing that your weight comes up or comes back down it's kind of like little moments that you're able to kind of strengthen that trust and that you know that you're going to be able to sustain and maintain this you know so uh, good morning. Hi, Patty. Cannot believe we were in the last couple of weeks. Time went by so fast. Started my day with a 6.5K walk, now getting my water. And yeah, I see so many of you uh, starting to be more active, heading outside. Um, I even saw Patty put on her running shoes the other day. <laughs> Don't be surprised if you all of a sudden start to feel like you want to move and you are you almost get aggravated go bajiggity, um, when you don't get to move, you're going to be like, I feel like going to the gym. I feel like going for a walk. I feel like doing something active. I feel like, I don't know. I got to get up and go. That's your body starting to give you more energy, not only with where you're at in the program, but also where we're at seasonally, which is really cool. Um, put on those running shoes where you don't even put the running shoes on. Just keep your slippers on and go walk around your neighborhood. <laughs> uh, you know, because those, those, th that time when you got that energy, that's going to be fleeting, you know, so you want to just, just go with it, just go with it, but don't be surprised. Surprised if you find yourself naturally wanting to be more active. Your body's giving you more energy. Uh, hi, Yvonne. Lois low today, 22 pounds, finally and forever. I love that. Congrats. I'm going to miss this uh, get-together when we're off for two weeks. Yeah, so we're going to talk about next steps next week. I can't believe we're rolling through this week. Uh, tomorrow's going to be Wednesday. Um, so a couple things. We're going to talk about maintenance next week. So next week is absolutely a week for people who are still looking to lose, to still show up uh, and finish strong. Uh, we are going to make sure you're feeling super confident in next steps if you have more weight to lose. Um, those of you who've reached maintenance, we're going to have that conversation. And then I know some of you are concerned about bridging the gap in between groups. So we're going to break that down. I'm still going to be, well, I don't know that I'm going to be, I'm going to be around. I'm going to be around more on socials. We'll have a, a team over on socials. I'm going to be away getting married, but I'm no doubt I'll still be checking in on socials uh, and whatnot. But here's the thing. You're going to take your, take your, per, you're going to continue to personalize the food plan until the next program starts and you're going to be just fine. And you are going to be so proud of yourself at the end of those two weeks where you're bridging the gap in between groups. Cause you're going to be like, 
my goodness, I did great. I totally crushed this. I know that because we're going to be rolling into our 20th group next group. And this is always the feedback that we get. People are so scared. They're so nervous. Oh my God. What if I go back into old habits? What if I fuck this up? First of all, two weeks. Here's what you need to know. It's not long enough to fuck it up. You can't fuck it up in two weeks. But I also know that the feelings are very real about it. So I suggest that you join us for our Spill the Tea conversation that we're going to have later today. Kim and I, this is one of the things Kim and I are going to be talking about um, is bridging that gap in between groups. And, and probably next week, we'll have the same conversation. It'll be more geared towards maintenance, um, but we'll probably have a very similar conversation next week about it. Um, so be sure to join us for that. I, you know, whenever I even take like a weekend off um, doing my doing my lives or like one day or like when I went to Vegas and I didn't do it for a couple of days, I always feel like I've taken a whole year off. It's very strange. This is also my happy place. Um, I don't know if you can tell, but I love talking about weight loss. Uh, I can I'm supposed to keep these to a half hour. I usually always go long because I can't help myself. Um, I'm just also so grateful um, that you guys show up with me every day. Honestly, I'm, I'm so grateful, A, that you put your trust into the program and you, you chose the living method. Um, I'm so grateful that you show up and you ask questions, even though I don't get to half them half the time. It creates great engagement behind the scenes and then other people see their questions, you know, being asked by other people and they don't feel alone. They feel like, oh, I have this question too, you know, and, and I could talk about this shit all day long. Long. And I'm so grateful, honestly, that every day, some days I still get up and I think, is anyone going to join me for the live today? And then, you know, people show up. So, um, thanks for that. Thanks for that. Just read that post. Great info. Yes. On that maximizing, uh, personalizing the plan. Does it help to maximize our efforts if we choose lean meats at this point in the plan, chicken breasts instead of thighs? Oh, great question. So, um, I wouldn't say so because lean is in like less fat like you know it's meats meats right so whether you go for the white meat or you go for the dark meat there are benefits in both I think dark meat has more nutrient value than the white meat if memory serves I haven't talked about that in a while wow um but the dark meat has more fat in it but you know I was actually just uh reading a post today talking about cholesterol like your body needs cholesterol your brain is floating in cholesterol and so therefore it needs saturated fat so this comes down to the you know 40 percent of your diet and again we still we're still not counting weighing and measuring should be carbohydrates energy foods foods that you eat break down and your body stores this glycogen and you get energy from them so that would be like vegetables, you know, whether it's your, 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 your starchy, you know, squashes and potatoes and those types of things, your grains, obviously, you know, and whatnot, your fruits, and then your naturally occurring sugar in your, in, you know, things that you're choosing and, um, things that you're eating like beans and lentils, for example, um, even though they're considered protein on Um, and then 30% of your diet should be protein. And then 30% of your diet should be fat. And then of that 30% of your diet that's fat, 10% should be your, your saturated fats. So that's like your meat and your dairy, right? And then, um, you know, 10% should be your, like your omega, omega threes, which is like your, your primarily fish, but you can get it in flax and other, you know, sources and whatnot. And then there's your like sixes and your nines for sixes, right? So that's where your nuts and seeds and avocados and whatnot. So you actually need, so your saturated fats are like, okay, fats that turn into good fats when you have enough of the great fats, like your omega-3s and whatnot. So you actually need that. So it just depends on, you know, are you eating meat? Do you have cholesterol issues, first of all? And yes, if you do, you do want to minimize your saturated fat. But more than that, you want to increase your good fats. And so that's what it's really about, not just eliminating your saturated fat, because you do need a certain amount of saturated fat. So it would just depend on your sources of fat. So if you're eating a lot of nuts and seeds, and you're also adding in an omega-3, you eat a decent amount of fish, and you're adding in omega-3s, and, you know, maybe you're having, you know, your, you know, whatever meat source that you're having, and you're, you know, depending on the amount of cheese or, you know, dairy products and whatnot you're adding in there, you might want to be mindful of that. But most people don't have to be concerned concerned about, you know, lean cuts of meats due to fattier cuts of meats because, you know, when you're choosing to eat healthy all around, that's kind of offset slightly. So it just sort of depends. Honestly, I, you know, I sometimes I switch it up. I don't think about whether I should have white meat or dark meat. Um, I love, you know, every now and then I, well, I always do dark meat, like Sochelle, like <laughs> we always do the six legs, but then, you know, every now and then I get white and I'll have, be in the mood for white, you know, so I kind of just, I don't even think that much about it. I don't make food choices based on numbers or things like that. We're just being sort of in tune. 
You know, like when you, like, you know, when you want a steak, you probably need a steak. You know, you're, you're, you, you know, there's elements in the steak that you can't get from, you know, other types of protein. So, you know, have that steak when you want to have the steak. I just maybe wouldn't have steak like, you know, three times a week uh, because red meat is a little bit harder to digest, you know. So I, I don't want to say everything in moderation either because I hate that effing word. I hate moderation. It's not about moderating anything. It's just about being in tune to your body's needs. So I don't know, Mary, does it help to maximize? Doesn't, I wouldn't say it helps to maximize it doesn't it's not going to help your weight loss journey one way or another whether you have like white meat or dark meat or lean cuts of meat um it's more about just if you're dealing with sort of cholesterol levels or you know you just want to choose you know um better cuts of meat maybe better cuts of meat um but it's not going to help you weight loss wise hi yvonne love today's post about how long it takes for food to break down a huge aha moment for me i've been really thinking about it when choosing my snacks yeah Again, that post on maximizing your food choices, if you missed it, we did like a, we did a, like a little breakdown just to, just to show you there's, there's more to food than counting and weighing and measuring it. You know, there's like, it's, it's like you, people can eat a lot of food and not consume a lot of nutrients. And then you can eat a smaller and not a lot of food and get a lot of nutrients for the food choices that you're making. And, you know, just about how, you know, how certain foods break down in the body, you know, this is especially, you know, this is why your proteins and fats and feed into those satiety hormones. And, you know, fruit, for example, being so easy to break down and digest, it makes a great um, addition to your warmer months. So we talked about this in the wintertime, for example, and this is where you want your body craves those fattier meats and those starchier carbs, like the starchier vegetables. And, you know, soups and stews are actually hot because your body's looking to create heat through your digestive system. Actual hot foods that keep you warm, spicy foods and actually temperature hot, warm foods. And then foods that are harder to digest that create your, cause your digestive system to work really hard. But in the spring and summer, what's gonna happen is you're gonna start craving fresher foods, like a lot more salads and vegetables and fruits. And this is where your body wants you to switch out those heavier, harder to digest foods with easier to digest foods that don't create that kind of heat in your system, where your body can get the energy that it needs a lot quicker without having to work so hard. This also falls in line with the fact that your body is giving you more energy as well. So it's pulling you out of that winter hibernation mode, boosting your metabolism, giving you more energy, right? So it's about kind of feeding into that. And a lot of people are afraid to add fruits, you know, because they're just high sugar and spike your insulin levels and all that kind of stuff, um, which they, they don't, they don't spike anything. They do, they do break down quick and they replenish your glycogen stores fast. That's why they're beneficial, especially in those warmer months. So just kind of like, just kind of taking things to the next level. I definitely don't want anyone like planning out their foods. It's, you know, it's, it's bigger than that. It's about being in tune. But while you are, so for example, you know, I've, I've been around for all the diets. Um, the eat right blood for your blood type. So this was really interesting when the eat right for your blood type came out. And so what I would do is that I, when I worked with personal clients, this is when I used to take people shop into the grocery store, I used to clean up people's homes and doing all that stuff. I don't do that anymore. Um, but when I did, what I would do is take someone to the grocery store, and this may seem crazy wackadoo, but it's just kind of building on what you're already doing here with your four questions and the fact that the body's already super in tune and it knows what works for it. Like some people do really well on meat. They love meat. Some people, not so much. I have one of my kids who literally since the day she was born, not a fan of meat. She's still picky. Like literally as soon as you, she could speak, she was like, no, I don't want meat. Um, I don't know why. It's just, she's never been a fan of it. And I would imagine just, she's just in tune to the fact that her, she's just not interested in it. Um, but so I used to take clients to the grocery store and I would say, okay, like of these fruits, what fruit is appealing to you? So, and you can try this at home or at the grocery store, out of your head, in your belly. If you were to eat one of these fruits, what, what, one, what fruit's most appealing? And what vegetables are most appealing? What grains are most appealing? What meat is most appealing? And sure enough, we'd write down all the things that was most appealing to them and cross-reference it with your eat right for your blood type. And it just was bang on every single time. Every single time the foods that people chose were in line with eat right for your blood type. And so you don't need to read a book or know your blood type to know what foods work well for you and what don't work well for you. Do you know, again, comes down to your body's not trying to screw you over. It wants you to choose things that are going to make you feel your best at the end of the day. So 
that was super cool. So that's sort of what I got this concept into, you know what I mean? Being in tune with your body. Like it's amazing when we just learn to trust, but it's so hard to trust when we've been disconnecting from ourselves when it comes to food for so long. Ah. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Uh, I set an alarm to check in with my body so that I'm not eating because my brain says it's time. I set an alarm to check in with my body so that I am not eating because my brain says it's time. Let me say that again. I set an alarm to check in with my body so that I'm not eating because my brain says it's time. Huh. So... Oh man, I wish I could get you on camera right now and 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 ask you what you mean by that. So this is interesting because I think this is, you know, if you are the kind of person who you're worried about the fact that you're going to go back to not eating all day because that's what you used to do, it can be a great to set those alarms at those check-in times. Right. So, so, so I love this. It's kind of like a backup to make sure that you are checking in at breakfast, checking in at snack, checking in at whatever. But eventually, I mean, we do want you to trust when you're hungry, right? Um, keeping in mind that hunger is not an immediate need to eat. So your body, when you're hungry, is going to be like, hey, heads up, just letting you know, based on the amount of energy we have left, our glycogen levels or whatnot, um, you might want to think about eating. And so your body is giving you time to find the food, prepare the food, eat the food, digest the food. That's part of one of the things I wanted to show you guys today. So your body is taking this into consideration that some of the foods that you choose are going to take hours before you actually get any value from those foods, right? And that's why we're not eating to give ourselves energy. We are eating to replenish our energy reserves. That's That can be a real aha moment for people. You know, I'm starving. I'm going to wolf down the steak. Okay, I hope you got five hours before it digests through your system. You know what I mean? To give you a little insight in that. And and so also, you know, hunger can be, you know, like if you're if it's your stomach, right? And you're making noises, that can be your migrating motor complex. You can also have just eaten and then that food hasn't started to register yet. So your body's like, hey, I think we should eat. And it's like you're like, hey, I just ate. Like, hold your horses, man. Just wait a minute, you know, and wait, that food's gonna start to process and digest. This is why at night, for example, so you know, you the mind-body relationship, it works both ways. You're not governed by your hunger levels. This is where you also have to cross-reference where you're at, what you're doing, what did you just eat? Do you know what I mean? And so when you're awake at night, for example, and I'm in bed and I'm up watching whatever I'm watching. What did we watch last night? Oh, that movie Plane with Gerard Butler. Um, you know, when we're up and we're hungry, we have to say to ourselves, my brain like started to shut my body down hours ago. But I'm still up. I'm being stimulated by lights, by watching a movie. And so my brain, my, my brain is like, my body's like, hey, I see you're still up. And I'm like, yeah, I'm still up. And it's like, well, if you're going to stay up, you might want to think about eating. And this is where you're like, ah, oh, man, I'm going, I'm in bed. I'm, I'm going to go to sleep soon. Maybe, I don't know, when the movie's done. You know, and then recognize that even if I was to choose to eat, that food that I eat, 
is going to take hours to break down into, you know, usable energy. So if I'm going to eat something at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, by the time it's of any use to me, it's going to be one o'clock in the morning and I plan on being asleep. The problem is that I eat something at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. Now my body ain't sleeping. My digestive system is working so hard to process and digest this food to make it available for me while I'm sleeping. So this is sort of where you have to like, kind of like, Yes, your body's cues are there, but at the same time, assess your situation. You know what I mean? And this is where that you kind of, this is where we're transitioning into that trust and trying to kind of just trust that and figure it all out, you know? Um, but there is that circumstance where if you are that kind of person, and I am, who you can get so into doing what you're doing that you're letting long periods of time go without eating, you definitely want to make sure that you're checking in at each meal and snack. That's why we're not, this is not you doing your own thing. So no one should be going all day without eating because you're very much still following the plan. Do you know what I mean? So you may not be eating at every single meal and snack time, but you're checking in. So you're going to want to learn to trust that. Learn to trust that. I'm struggling to add back in heavier carbs. Trust me, I want them, but I think I will. First of all, you don't have to have them. I am struggling to add back in heavier carbs. You know, so what do you mean by heavier carbs? Like breads and pastas are useless. Like they just, they're useless. Um, they have no real nutritional value. They're not, they're processed foods, right? So let me just make you feel good about that. Breads and pastas are processed foods. Like for example, black beans versus black bean pasta. What you get nutrient-wise, fiber-wise from black beans is not the same as black bean pasta. It's the process of making the pasta that makes it processed. The same thing goes with bread. It's the process of making the bread that makes it processed. So no one needs bread and nobody needs pasta as part of their healthy diet. Now, grains, that's totally different in their whole form. There's lots of you know fiber and nutrient value from actual grains and the benefits of adding those in vegetables, your starchy vegetables, which give break down fat resistant starch, which is great by natural bacteria for your, for your digestion. So, so, so let's, let's break that down. So I'm struggling to add back and have your carbs. Trust me, I want them, but I think I have past trauma from my keto low carb days. I know this is not a low carb program. So how I would, and I, and I totally get this, like carbs are bad, fruits are bad. All of that is bad. Like you need, again, 40% of your diet it should be carbohydrates. If you're not giving your body the nutrients it needs, that's where it's going to feel like it needs to store fat. So it's really important that we're giving our body these kinds of things. But you know, you, if you just take, keep out breads and pastas, you know what I mean? And then the rest are all nothing but beneficial uh, for you, right? So, so that's sort of like, I think that, that, that's where that people get confused because they think carbs and that's what with my program people originally got so confused about carbs and i'm like no 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 carbs aren't breads and pasta carbohydrates are vegetables fruits grains naturally occurring sugars i'm owning that shit i'm taking it back because somehow breads and pastas started owning the term carbohydrates when they're really nothing foods that no one needs now i'm not saying you can't add them back in obviously you want to be able to enjoy pasta or pizza or breads and any of those things if you really enjoy adding them but but even with breads and pastas they're not the reason why you gained weight that that is really important. Adding in breads and pastas when you're trying to lose weight can definitely slow the process. Having breads and pastas after you starved and deprived your weight off, problematic because of the way they break down and they do cause you, your body to have to utilize and produce more insulin in order to break them down. But, but when you're when you have a a healthy normal functioning metabolism they're not a concern i think that's maybe that's the conversation right like yes breads and pastas and those types of carbohydrates definitely don't help you with weight loss and they, it can definitely feel like, well, a couple things that people associate them with weight gain is that when you consume those types of um, carbohydrates, your body retains more water into pro when you process them. 
So it causes your weight to be up. It's not real weight gain, but they do cause more water retention um, in order to break them down. So people perceive that when they add them in, oh my goodness, I had a piece of bread, I gained three pounds overnight. When in reality, it's not that you gain three pounds overnight. Your weight is probably just up through processing and digesting. Give it a couple of days, your weight will drop right back down, right? Um, so they're definitely not beneficial when trying to lose weight and they definitely can be problematic when you're coming off a starvation diet. But when you're in tune to your body's needs, you have a nice high metabolism and you've addressed why your body's feeling need to store fat, those, those foods aren't going to cause you to gain weight. Um, and, and, and I know some of you are nervous, nervous about, um, no, we're going to tell you everything that you need to know in order to maintain your weight. The biggest thing with maintaining your weight is giving your body like is the, there's four stages to finally infer. So there's losing your weight is what you're doing here. So first of all, if you're not done losing, don't worry about, don't even stress about getting it back because really just stay focused on losing it. You, you want to just be all in, just get it fucking done. Lose your weight, right? Lose your weight. Focus on that and nothing else because it doesn't matter if you, you know, how you're going to maintain it, what are you going to do, all those things because you're not done losing it. So focus on losing it first. Once you're done losing, this is where you've got to put time into solidifying. So this is really important. You have to give your body time to adjust to your new weight before you start adding in foods that can stress your body out and things like breads and pastas can stress your body out. So they're harder to digest, right? And they do mess with insulin. So this just leave them out for now. Leave out the chocolate and the baked goods and the muffins and the things. Just maintain status quo. And so people do this with repeating the program, which is effective because it also helps them to level up and work through more shit, which is, you know, obviously hugely beneficial while solidifying their weight. Or you can continue with personalizing the food plan, not as a method to lose, but as a method to maintain, which we're going to break down and talk about next week. But you want to give your body time and at least a couple of months into just solidifying the weight that is lost. Then there's that third stage, which is learning to trust. This is where you are starting to add breads and pastas and things back in, starting to um, understand what maintenance now looks like and feels like to you. Are you a big fluctuator when you add your breads and pastas in, but then your weight comes right back down? Do you know what I mean? How do they make you feel when you eat them? This is where a lot of people are like, oh, I, when am I going to be able to eat pasta again and feel good? Probably never. If you eat pasta and it doesn't make you feel good, it doesn't matter where you lost your weight or not. It probably never made you feel good. Just you felt like ugh all the time before, and now that you felt really, you've you've got a feeling of feeling good. Now when you eat it and you're in tune to your body's needs, it's telling you, ah, I don't feel so great, you know. Um, so this is kind of you know trusting, trusting all the changes that you've made. And then there's like living your life. Just wake up, look and feel good. I, you know, I went out last weekend. I had this kind of delicious truffled mozzarella pizza, pizza bread thing two nights in a row. Um, I didn't think anything of it, you know, because it was delicious and I chose to have it. So when I go to a restaurant, if there's a delicious pasta that is on the menu, I'll order it. I won't even think anything about it. Um, I, I go to restaurants not planning what I'm going to eat. I just am like, what do I feel like eating? Sometimes I order a salad. Sometimes I order breads and pastas and whatever. It's whatever I feel like. Never am I afraid of ordering food thinking I'm going to gain weight because of it, right? So, so when you're, when you've given your body time to adjust to your new weight, then when you start adding in those back in those foods, you're going to recognize how your weight will fluctuate when you add them in. It's not real weight gain, but eating certain foods does cause your body to have to retain more water. Eating some, some foods are harder to digest than others. Salty foods, for example, might have your weight up, but you can eat a salty salad and have your weight up, you know? So, so car carbohydrates are nothing you need. Car the, the human body needs carbohydrates in order to function properly. And with, without giving your body what it needs, it's going to feel the need to store fat again. So it's important to make sure that you're giving your body the energy foods that it needs. So I don't know if that helps, but here's what I'm going to say to you. Um, I can't remember who who asked that because I don't know where it is. Sorry, I can't remember. Oh, it was uh, Jolene. So Jolene, past trauma though is real right? And so this is where you're going to test the waters. That's what that third stage is, testing the waters. This is where you're going to learn to trust, right? You're going to try a little bit of it. You know what I mean? See how your body responds. You know, just, you're going to, this where you're not going to, you're not going to work through your past trauma overnight. 
And so this is where you'll start to add it in and you'll start to trust that even when the scale goes up, it, that it doesn't mean that you've gained weight. It's going to come right back down. You're going to trust how you feel. You're going to trust your choices. You're going to get there. You, I love the fact that you're aware of the fact that you have issues like that in itself is huge. Just being aware that you have issues like, fuck, I'm afraid of bread. I'm afraid of carbs. I'm afraid of fruit. Well, my, what if I add them in and I gain weight? Valid. Because before when you added them in, you gained the weight. So totally valid. So I love that you're aware of that. And because you're aware of it, you're, you're definitely going to work through that. Definitely going to work through that. Where's that person I was, where they, sorry, I'm just trying to find my iPads a little weird today, but someone was saying, I'm frustrated. Feeling great overall, but still can't help feeling the frustration of only being down 6.4 pounds from the entire program. So let's talk about that for a second, because first of all, only being down 6.4 pounds in, you know, 10 weeks lost in the healthiest of ways. Like, and that, and I, you know, it's so sad about this. And again, you're entitled to it. I feel great overall. Like that's fucking amazing. Whoever says they feel, when have you ever self, f said to yourself, I feel great overall, but you're, you're tying it into, and I love that you put this out there, but let me just, let me just use this and, and point this out. And I'm talking generally right now. I feel great overall, but, and then you're tying it to the frustration of the scale, right? And so 6.4 pounds lost in a healthy way, that's like 25 pounds lost in a starved yourself, deprived yourself kind of way. And to me, um, you know, again, this is not a quick fix program, right? Like, and, and, and think about this. It's because you are frustrated that like you're frustrated that you've been showing up every day and you've lost 6.4 pounds in a healthy way. Let's turn this around. You're, so that to me is like, you got issues. You know what I'm saying? And like, you got issues. Why are you nothing but proud of yourself at this point? Because I'm assuming I'm assuming that you did everything you could do. So, you know, you, you, you maximized your efforts. You showed up every day. You got that water in. You're moving your body. You're managing your stress. You're super mindful about your food choices. Man, you were doing fucking everything. And if you were do fucking everything, then you know that you did everything you could do. And so then we know that if your weight is slower to move, you, your body could be riddled with inflammation. Your life could be a hot mess and you're super stressed right now. You know, you maybe, you don't have very little time to prioritize yourself because you're taking care of someone else. Like, I don't know your situation, but if all you were able to lose is 6.4 pounds while doing all of the things then man, that's a feat in itself. That's a feat in itself. And you should feel super proud of yourself because you showed up and did the best that you possibly can. Also, I mean, we've had lots of conversations with people here who didn't lose any weight, their first program, their second program, whatever, and then gone on to reach their goals. Because if your weight is slower to move, then there's gotta be a reason behind that. So that is where you should really be focusing on how proud you are of yourself for showing up and doing the work. You're gonna lose your weight. There's zero science to suggest that it's impossible for you to lose your weight. I don't know your circumstance. I would love to get you on. Or have you been working out the whole time in which you've kept your body in a constant state of repair and rebuild and change? Have you dropped dress sizes, but yet, you know, not a lot on the scale? Do you know what I mean? I'm not sure how you're viewing the six pounds. I've got so many questions for you. So there's that. Like if you've just been, if you've been leg legitimately doing everything you can do to be as proactive as possible, then it is what it is. And that's totally normal. Some people, you know, you perceive that they've lost 60 pounds. Chances are they had a lot of weight to lose in the first place. So we really lose sight of that. So I don't know how much you've lost. I didn't know what your stress levels were like. I don't know what health issues you got. I don't know what you were doing when you were here. So there's really should be nothing, but I'm so fucking proud of myself at this point for still being here. I feel amazing. I've racked up all these non-scale victories, you know, or there's that you didn't do. You didn't do all the things. And maybe you realized in hindsight, which is so easy to say, I could have done this. I could have, I could have moved my body more. I could have like, how many deep breathing exercises did you do? Do you, did you do deep breathing every single day? Like, did you take time out throughout your day a couple times a day to do deep breathing exercises? And I always use that as an example because it's such a simple thing that we can do that calms down our vagus nerve, that helps our body with stress. We've talked to Dr. Paul about the benefits of it. But I always get people saying, I did everything, I did everything, I did everything. And I'm like, how many times did you deep breathe today? How many times this week? How many times throughout the program? And it's such a simple 
thing. And I, 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 I say it to point out the fact that did you do everything though? And not to say you didn't, but if you did, shit, man, you should be so super proud of the fact that I did pos everything I could possibly do. Um, and then, so there, like I said, there's that looking back at this point in the program, I could have done this, I could have done that. And you know, so you're disappointed or you're frustrated with yourself or whatever. But the reality is that's, that's, life you know in hindsight I can look back all the time and I wish I did this and I wish I did that and I could have done this and I could have done that but at the time um, you know I only had the capacity to do what I did therefore you've done it perfectly and the, the last thing I'm gonna say about this is this is I've never sold this program as a quick fix never never um, I always say it's amazing how much weight some people can lose. We've had someone lose as much as 80 something pounds in the program. Obviously they had the weight to lose everything aligned for them. Um, but I don't promise weight loss. Um, and I think it's unrealistic to do so because I've seen so many people come through the program, um, after years of dieting and their bodies is broken down, hot mess, completely disconnected years of starving, depriving, disconnecting. And it fucking takes time to work through all the things that you need to work through because this is, this, this is so much bigger than just eating less, exercising more and doing a diet. So, you know, this is about losing weight in a healthy way, one, but more importantly, in a way you're going to be able to sustain. And in order to do that, you have to lose your weight physically in a certain way. And mentally, you have to work through a lot of those things. So to me, to, to you know, to me, I'm going to be straight up to, to go through a program like this and all the things that you're doing to be proactive about your health and wellness, to be remotely frustrated or disappointed in losing weight at the end of it, no matter how much it is, shows that you've got some issues that you've got to work through. So that is where we're turning up the volume this week in the conversation we've been having the last little bit. Why are you frustrated? Well, in what? Because you took care of yourself, you've prioritized yourself, you helped to get better sleep, you helped to move your body more, you helped to get in tune with your body more, you worked through issues, you worked through associations, you showed up every day. I could keep going. I can keep going. So why would you be frustrated on that because of a piece of metal on the ground when when this was never about a quick fix, right? It's never been a quick fix. So just, you know, and I we do get a lot of people at this, not a lot, I don't wanna say a lot, that's really generalizing, even though I'm generalizing. We do get people at this point who look back and are frustrated with their program, but it's not with the program. It's not with me, it's not with my team, it's not with the program. It's chances are it's deeper than that. And so that's why you wanna ask yourself, why am I nothing but proud of myself? Um, for showing up because if I really did everything I could I crushed it I crushed it crushing the program doesn't mean losing 60 pounds crushing the program means still being here you know at the end of it so that's where I would kind of look for that and I, I again I'm going on about this because you know it's the it's the sad face and the you know being frustrated and only being down the entire program let me break it to you right now again I'm generalizing and I love that you brought this up three fucking months three fucking months so what, what do you think your body would say of all the years you've, and I'm not, I don't know, I'm generalizing to everybody right now. Let's, let's reflect back on all the shitty diets that we've done. The starving, the depriving, the berating, the neglecting. Let's look back on that. Let's look back on our lives and how many times we haven't prioritized ourselves and taken care of ourselves and just drank the wine and ate the shit and took the antibiotics and we're sick and you know didn't give our bodies time to heal and all of that. Let's, let's talk about that and then ask your body what it thinks about being given three weeks to fix all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like three weeks ain't nothing. Three, sorry, three months ain't nothing. Three months is no time at all considering what you can accomplish through this program. Like really ask your body, fuck you body. You didn't like, you know, I didn't lose all my weight in three months. Your body's going to be like, are you shitting me right now? You know what I'm saying? The entire program is only a measly three months, which is nothing, which is nothing. Do you know what I mean? It's nothing. That's why people are saying the time goes by so fast. Time goes by so fast. Um, let's, you know, and I love this conversation, by the way, because, you know, you think it'd be all sunshine and rainbows at this point. Nah, man. You know why? Because this is make or break for you right now. Are you going to finish the journey? Are you going to are you going to follow through and finish because, you know, you didn't get the results that you want? Are you going to keep going or are you going to go back and do those quick fixes that you spent the 20 years of your life doing? 
if not keep moving forward with all the benefits that come with the process, even though the scale might be slower to move for some of you, do you know what I mean? What are you going to do? Are you going to keep showing up? Are you going to keep following through? Are you going to be there at the end, not only the end of this program, but the end of your journey? Or are you going to quit? Are you going to bail because it's not quick enough, fast enough, any of those things? You know what I mean? So a lot of you are at that place right now where you're wondering what to do in terms of next steps. You're either going to follow through and reach your goals or you're going to quit and you're going to try. I don't know what you're going to try because honestly, I don't know. <laughs> what you're gonna try maybe you're gonna fork out a shit ton of money on Ozempic but here's the thing you're just gonna gain it all back we already know this studies are already telling us people who take Ozempic they gain it all back plus more as soon as they're done paying out $1,300 a month and you have to take it for the rest of your life so it's not gonna be any different than any other diet you've ever done so if not following through on losing your weight in a healthy way physically mentally which is hard it takes longer than we want you know it sucks that the scale doesn't move as fast as we would like but at, at the end of the day it's a chance to lose it finally and forever you know so just something to think about because I know some of you guys are, are, are struggling with that also I just want to say to everyone who has ever commented to ask a question thank you for your comments and questions that create conversation and what I'm doing here when I answer you guys is just trying to you know just throw shit against the wall and hope something sticks. <laughs> hope that you're picking up what I'm putting down. Hopefully it's not too shitty, but um, that was a really bad analogy when you put those two together. They don't, they don't work together. <laughs> um, I gotta go. Um, listen, have fun with the end of the program. Be really proud of yourself. I don't even, you can be here. I also want to say this before I go. You can be disappointed and frustrated with the scale. I'm not going to take that away from anyone. I'm not going to take that away from anyone because your feels are your feels. You can be disappointed with the scale. You can be frustrated with the scale and also simultaneously super proud of yourself at the same time. That's really important. How proud you are of showing up, being able to recognize the non-scale victories, celebrating all of those wins can be done at the same time that you're disappointed that maybe you didn't lose a little bit more. So I just want to leave you guys with that. Honor your feelings and where you are at with them because there's so much to be learned from them. Ah, I gotta go. I'll see you guys later today at 4 p.m. If you want to come spill the tea, no doubt we'll be talking more about this. We're not done. I'm not done. I hope you're not done. <laughs> Have an amazing day. Check in later. Bye. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com